It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today's Monday, March 29th. Hope you guys all had a great weekend. Uh, it, was, it was a fun weekend for me. I got to watch some LA Galaxy on Saturday. You know, got to enjoy their victory. I got to see a new LA Galaxy that I think we were all expecting. Uh, and it was very, um, it, was re- it was really good to see uh, LA Galaxy under Greg Vanny. And they were missing a number of players, too. And they still got the dub. They still perform way better. Chicharito did his thing. He got an assist. You know, Jonathan Bond was amazing. There's a number of players that we're going to get into. But here to help me talk about it all, we got the man, the myth. We got Chris Maldonado, the Galaxy Guys podcast. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Gio. And uh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure being on your show. I have to say I follow your content very closely and you know it's it's necessary content because we get both sides of the story but uh happy to be here man i'm glad you had me on yeah no i man i I appreciate you uh reaching out man like i said like i told you like pre-chat everything you know everything you've been posting you've been consistent right and you i mean and i and i love your content i love what you're doing too and you know, it's always, always always good to see, you know, people out there that, you know, like what you said, like, you know, you you, you guys kind of get to, get to stay in tune with what's going on with both teams. And, you know, that's kind of that's kind of my goal, you know, to try to to try to give information out from both sides and, you know, and to eventually be the source and obviously have great, you know, guests like yourself talk talk to us about the teams, you know, what they're saying. Um, you know, but before we get into obviously the, the game this this past Saturday, man, let, let's talk about sure. you. Let's talk about how long you you've been having your podcast. How long you've been an LA Galaxy fan, and what led you to, you know, create your own show? Absolutely. So I've actually been a Galaxy fan since 1996. My family immigrated to the United States in 1995, and we're we're from El Salvador. So as you know, 1996, the LA Galaxy. One of their key signings was Mauricio Cienfuegos. Yeah, so yeah, naturally, we were just drawn to the team. So I've been a fan basically since '96. I've been a serious fan since about 2007. Uh, podcast started about a month, a little over a month ago. But I had been I had been doing some LA Galaxy analysis and like po- post match breakdowns on Reddit. So um, kind of been doing that for a while. But you know, here I am. Just growing little by little. Yeah, man, and, and you've you've been you've been solid with the content. Um, you know, and that's what it is, right? Being being consistent. Um, I mean, you you got you got the whole setup too, man. I, I love your setup. <laughs> you know, you got the galaxy flag, the clock, everything, man. And and that's how you got you got to do it, right? You just got to. And obviously, you you're you're confident in yourself to talk about the team and you know and do everything that you do. Um. So so what what led you to just like you know what. I need to stop going for Reddit and I need to put my voice out there. It, it was a, it was definitely a combination. COVID did have a lot to do with it. I mean, I, I come from a, a soccer fandom background where I love interacting with other fans, whether it's at the stadium, whether it's at viewing parties, 
you know, I love having that interaction. COVID kind of took that away from us. You know, we weren't able to go to the stadium. We weren't able to go to viewing parties. So I still felt that necessity to reach out and talk soccer with, you know, guys like you, uh, friends of mine. So the podcast kind of patched from COVID, you know, and here I am now I'm interviewing players. I'm uh, coming on shows like yours and I can't say it's a bad deal because I get to talk LA Galaxy every day almost now. So very happy to be doing it. Yeah, man. And, and and once you're in tune and you're talking about it every day, you you, you kind of get on the roll, right? You're like, okay. I, oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, and that was at least for me when I, you know, when I first started doing the podcast and, you know, and started, you know, talking to people, interviewing people. And, you know, you kind of pick up on things and you, you're kind of more in tune because you're, you're, you're more attentive to what's actually going on. And, you know, you want to talk about certain things. Right. So, so who, who's, so obviously you've been here, uh, been following teams since the start. Who has been your favorite galaxy player? Favorite galaxy of all play of all time. Mm -hmm. That's a really tough question, man. That's a really tough question, but obviously I have to go with Mauricio Cienfuegos. Just very biasly. That's, you know, my home country's hero, a very first star that me and my family followed. So, and he was very instrumental those first seasons for the LA Galaxy that first cup winning season so have to say Mauricio Zunfuegos hands down what about what about you man do you have a favorite player of all time I mean I, I really I really started paying attention um to the LA Galaxy and the MLS um mm -hmm. when David Beckham came um that's when I really started paying attention to it uh obviously I knew of the LA Galaxy and everything but I didn't really pay too much attention because, you know, you, as you know, back in the day, the MLS is not what it is now, right? It's not like you have as many teams and, you know, they, they weren't, they weren't as big as the league is not was as big, but once I think David Beckham just kind of changed that. And I, I, I like David Beckham because of what he did, but I also like that team and Landon Donovan for what they did with the MLS, because it was very, I feel like that was very instrumental to, you know, to what it is now. Right. And oh, I, I sure. feel like I would say like, you know, Landon Donovan <clears throat> and, and David Beckham and just being able to see I, I've never I never saw them. Uh, I don't think I ever got a, got a game um, when I was younger. But once I was able to cover the team and just being to see like obviously the star power of what David Beckham is and well, obviously mm -hmm. now he owns a team uh, in the league, you know, and just being able to see how he has transcended the league from, you know, from a star power and now owning a team and, you know, and growing and developing. I really love what he has done for like the, obviously the LA galaxy, but also the league itself. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I know it's kind of biased and it's kind of like, ah, you know, that the answer, but it's like, you know, I, I don't have that rich history. Like I would say like you do, you know, with, with all the different, you know, backgrounds and Cienfuegos and everything. Have you, have you ever met him? I've met Cienfuegos at a, a handful of, LA Galaxy events throughout the years, just sporadically here and there. The last time I saw him was at a viewing party, maybe 2014, 2015. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've met him a couple of times, have some pictures with him and all that. So, yeah, obviously the people who don't live in LA, you know, or outside of Southern California, but there's a big Salvadorian community. Uh, if, obviously, if you didn't know that, and there's a lot of people, you know, that are LA Galaxy fans, right? Because of the start, obviously, we love every, you know, every South American, Central American country loves soccer. Sure. And, and there's also a big, big rivalry as well, too. Like, I feel like when Mexican fans and Salvadorian fans 
are the same fan when it comes to Galaxy fans. Well, when it comes to being a Galaxy fan, right? You guys are on the for same sure. team. Everybody's on the same team, right? For sure, yeah. Rivals every other day of the week. <laughs> but when game time rolls around, LA Galaxy games, everyone's best friends, man. Yeah, yeah. So that that's 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 what, that's what I said. Because I know, like, when Mexico goes and plays out Salvador and vice versa, those those are, even like when you guys when Guatemala. Did you go to the? I don't know if you did you go to the game when Salvador and Guatemala played here. Uh, a couple, like, I think it was like two years ago. It was probably before COVID, obviously. Yeah, no, I've only been to a handful of uh, Salvador national team games back in the day when I was very young, like Rose Bowl days. But um, I haven't really kept up with them recently, man, in all honesty. All right, man. Well, you, you got yeah. to go because I, I got to cover the Salvador versus, I think it was Guatemala. They ended up playing at the Bank California Stadium. But, man... Salvador, I mean, it's the both, which was hard for me to tell because who was who because of the, uh, obviously I'm not as familiar <laughs> with, the, with the, yeah, same colors. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole stadium was like navy blue, right? Like, like that baby blue color. Yeah. And I've only seen the Bank California Stadium like black, right? Obviously right. covering LAFC. And it was just like, it was like, it was a, a, a crazy experience. And I was like, whoa, I've never seen, I've never seen the stadium like this color, but it, it was an amazing experience because, uh, fans got into it you know it was like it was just so much passion you know when one goal scored and like both sides were cheering and and it's really exciting when you get to see you yeah. know the, the international games and obviously uh they're not as big as obviously the mexican national team or, or the u.s national team but there is a virus and there is a fan base that, oh that for sure both yeah both national teams in la even if they're not that big, like crowd size, the atmosphere, that energy, you know, our, our, our people are very energetic. Yeah. It's felt. Yeah. yeah no, I, and I, I like it when they, when they do it like smaller stadiums like that, or, you know, at Carson, uh, you know, Dignity Health Sports Park, because sometimes they, they do them at like Rose Bowl and, and it's way, it's way too big sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. it's like way, I think they even have Brazil too. Like uh, I wanted to a couple of, uh, well, I think I saw Neymar when Brazil. I forgot who they played here, um, but it, it, I feel like sometimes the stadium's not able to sell out, and it kind of takes away from like the actual atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That hollow feeling. Yeah, yeah, because when you're so used to everything just being packed and everything, but yeah. you know what, man? Let, let's let's talk some galaxy, man. You're you're here to talk some LA Galaxy. You know, you shared your story with us. And by the way, man, love everything you're doing, uh, obviously, on social media. We got to get you on Twitter, man. We need we need to get you on Twitter, though. <laughs> I actually just started a Twitter recently and, you know, kind of getting some tweets out there. So, Well, you get the ball going, right? You just got to get the ball going. It's yeah. a, Twitter's a whole completely different game. You know, you, you, there's, you, gotta be more, you gotta be able to use your words a little more. And obviously Instagram is obviously more of the content and stuff, but right. it, it takes, it took me a while to understand Twitter like a couple of years back, but now that like, you know, I kind of understand it more and, you know, obviously, and, you know, by the way, LA galaxy fans are, <laughs> are on there. Like whether, whether they're talking smack <laughs> to LAFC fans or, you know, vice versa, like the content on there is amazing. So you definitely got to get on there. You definitely got to be posting on there too, because man, you're missing some good stuff. Right on. Yeah, I mean, I, I follow your content often on Twitter. So that's where I saw the memes today, you know. That, well, that wasn't a meme. So <laughs> I wasn't a meme. So I actually got, I got, okay, so I need to address this. Uh, Galaxy fans, uh, you guys may or may not care. 
But, you know, obviously the, the Carlos Vela, you know, doing the L.A. sign, you know, I tweeted, I ended up tweeting, I should just suggest this now, I ended up tweeting, um, let me see what, I just want to get this right, because then I'm, what did I say? I'm just looking, I said, who approved the photo of Carlos Vela doing the L.A. fingers wrong? Obviously, L.A. fingers, right. you do L.A., you know, with your thumb, and then you have the, the, the A in front of the D, in front of your thumb, your left thumb. Right. Well, Carlos Villa did it behind his thumb, and that's not the right way to do it. Uh, you know, and I've never seen it like that. You know, it's like, so I didn't notice it at first because I ended up posting that photo on LA Soccer Hub. So I didn't, I didn't notice that photo. I just posted real quick. I, I was doing something. And then, you know, LA Galaxy, uh, Galaxy Fan Talk, you know, uh, Oscar, he ended up posting it. And, you know, he did a comparison. Uh, he put, you know, Carlos Vela up there. And it, it just didn't, you know, it didn't, it was, and then and that's when I noticed it, right? And that's when I was like, whoa, you know, because <laughs> it was next to Alessandrini. And then Alessandrini, obviously, he always did it when he scored a goal for the LA Galaxy. Oh, yeah. And then you notice it, and I'm like, oh, dang. How did, you know, and my mind was like, how did you not catch that? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, how do you, if you're the photographer, you know, obviously, media day or whatever, how did you not catch that? Yeah. And it was out there. And yeah, I didn't expect that tweet to blow up. And that, that typically happens. Like, I don't expect certain tweets. Uh, but, like, you know, I got, like, a bunch of likes, a bunch of retweets. And then, like, yeah, obviously, I posted it on LA Soccer Hub. And, I mean, if you just see the comments, the comment section is, is insane. Oh, I saw, I saw. People, I saw. People yeah. are going at it. You know, people are going at it. And, you know, yeah. and, and I didn't expect that. But, like, you know, nevertheless. So, I had a couple, you know, people from the LFC side, just, like, fans or whatever, they're like, man, like, you know, like, damn, I can't, like, along the lines, like, man, I can't believe we did Vela like that on, on the meme. I was like, it's not a meme. I, I requoted, <laughs> I retweeted and I requoted uh, LA Galaxy fan talk. But yeah. now that I look at, look at it, it does look like a meme. It, it yeah. just, it definitely wasn't a good look. And like you said, somebody must have caught that, but it just slipped through. I mean, we have pictures of Kobe Bryant doing the LA sign, you know, the proper way, Alessandrini, Chicharito, Vince Scully, multi multitude of different Galaxy athletes doing it the proper way. Definitely not a good look, but I mean, what can you do? Yeah, right. And it happens. You know, obviously, the the the, the big thing is right that I see from the obviously Galaxy fans who are enjoying it. Right, it's like you know you can't get this right. You're supposed to be LA's team, and you know, blah blah blah, blah along those lines. Right. So uh, it's unfortunate because it's also Carlos Vela, uh, you know, you know, the star of the team. And, you know, and that picture went out everywhere, you know, and it and it's like and then I, I've also seen people like, you know, <clears throat> you know, like Photoshop his hand. He only has like the la the L, you know, so it, it was people, me. <laughs> was that you that you were yeah, you the that one that me. photoshopped it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering who photoshopped it. He just had the, the big L. Both L's. Oh, wow so we we know we know who was the mastermind behind it i didn't i didn't expect uh i didn't expect to be speaking with them today but yeah i mean it's it's been a it's been a wild uh wild last 24 hours on twitter oh, with the sure. la sign and people have been switching their you know their profiles their profile accounts uh to you know chicharito doing the la sign properly like a bunch of you know a bunch of people alessandrini and that's what that's the thing about rivalries, right? Obviously, if you're if you're on the other side of the LAC, you, you don't like this. It's kind of annoying. But this is what I love about rivalries: like anything that Galaxy fans can get over on you, they're gonna do it. You know, it's like 
you give me an inch, I'm going to take a mile. I'm just going to hold on and that, and and vice versa. And that that's how it is. And that's how it should be. You know, and I think that's that's how that's how rivalries work. That's how it makes it interesting. Obviously, if Galaxy does something or Chicharitos does something, it, it goes back and forth. And it, and it's always more entertaining or more fun, like, right, if you're a Galaxy fan, because that's Carlos Vela and that's just trying he's doing something wrong. So it makes it that more juicier, right? Oh, I'm sure if Chicharito had done it or if Chicharito <laughs> had done something funky, I'm sure it would be plastered all over social media and LAFC fans would be, you know, doing the exact same thing. And, and, and like, to be fair, Chicharito has been plastered after last season. So it, it's oh, not, man. it's not. It's not like, you know, Chicharito hasn't had his fair share or, you know, LA Galaxy has not. But, you know, it's just what it is. You know, that that's what happens. And, and you know, I, I actually love it, right? I love that, you know, people making fun of, of each other, the other teams. Yeah. Like, because it, it just, you know, it just kind of came out of nowhere, you know. And no, I didn't expect this to happen. But now, like, you know, it's been more than 24 hours and people are still commenting, still sharing it, you know, still, like I said, Still, still going hard on that, and you know, just you know, I, I see Galaxy fans be like, "Tell AFC fans, man, just take the L. You just got to take the L on this one." Like, <laughs> so it's like, man, I've I've had to stop watching because I'm laugh. I'm just like laughing at some of these tweets and stuff, and like, you know, my I I try to you know push stuff out there, but I, I like I said, I didn't think this was gonna blow up like it did, or you know, people tell me like, "Why did I create a meme?" And I was like, "I didn't create a meme. It was a tweet." But that's just how it goes. Yeah. yeah, no, it is. And it's out there. It's viral. But yeah. what can you do? Yeah, it's, it's viral within the community. And that's what it is, right? That's what this yeah. LA soccer community is about. So, I mean, I love it. I mean, I don't know. Um, you know, because on Twitter, you never know what's going to blow up. Yeah, I mean, social media, just in general, right? you never sure. know what's going to blow up. You never know what's going to happen. But if you get enough LA, LA Galaxy fans behind something or LA, LAFC fans behind something, uh, you know, there's always there's always going to be something to talk about. Sure. Um, but let, let's talk about this game, man. So uh, obviously Saturday, um, I, I was able, I was there. I was, I was finally able to see, you know, Greg Vanny um, and the LA Galaxy. They mm-hmm. look different. Like I tweeted this out, you know, the first 15 minutes I saw them play. I'm like, this is a completely different new team. This is a different team, different rhythm, you know, just how they move, how they're high pressing. And I was like, Okay, this is I think what we're expecting, and we're glad we're no. It's not the same team as last last year, and they were missing what Jonathan dos Santos, Efrain Alvarez, Sebastian Leger, yeah. Julian Araujo, you know, uh, a couple other players. You know, it was I feel like it was literally half a team, and they still played well. Yeah. And they still played solid. Um, yeah. What What did you think uh, of the game, and what did you think of LA Galaxy's performance? So, like you said, Gio the majority of the starters were gone. We had a presumable starting 11. Uh, Chicharito, we know for sure he's a starter. Jonathan Bond, for sure, we know he's a starter. Every every other position on the field was really a toss-up, you know. Um, the first half was pretty decent. And like you said, it, it honestly did feel like it was a completely different team from anything we've seen in recent years. The stats didn't kind of reflect that. Stats were more reflective of, uh, you know, like a Siggy Smith type of team. Uh, but again, you know, you can't really judge the team too harshly uh, over a preseason game, especially when you're missing half of your starters. But I, I thought they played a very good first half. The second half definitely fell apart for the LA Galaxy. 
uh, Sasha Kleshton uh, got really tired. He had to be subbed out, subbed out 75th minute. Um, midfield was just completely overrun. Saldana and Perez just, you know, the inexperience was showing later on in the game. And I mean, that's, that's part of the reason why I believe New England Revolution ended up with 24 shots, seven shots on goal. You know, the LA Galaxy had eight total shots, two shots on goal. Yeah, no. And that, I think and when a game like this happens and right, you're without that many starters, um, obviously, I didn't really look at the stats afterwards because, um, right, when there was a preseason, and I think when I look at the stats, I think for me it was more of an eye test game. Uh, when I the way I, I looked at the game, um, because obviously, you know, I wanted to see how Jonathan Bond was going to look in goal. Uh, he by far impressed me. He impressed me oh, yeah. a lot. He impressed me just being there at the game. He was so vocal. I don't know if you if you were if you watched the game uh, from the house, yes. but like. I don't know if you could hear from the TV is what I'm trying to say, how vocal he really was. Yes. And he was vocal when, you know, they're playing up top, they're playing out the back, you know, he was telling, you know, he's telling, you know, where jelly Neal needed to move or, you know, open up in space, show more. Like he was doing a lot of the intangible things that, you know, that had not been there from, 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 from the goalkeeping side last season. It, w- it wasn't there the way, you know, Jonathan Bond was so vocal. And I think that's yeah. going to be really key for the Galaxy moving forward because yeah. a vocal a vocal goalkeeper like that, and who could also play 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 with the ball on his feet, he's, he looked really solid. Obviously, this is just one game, right? One game, but this one is game. what I saw and this is what I understood. Um, just his vocal leadership and how he helped his teammates, um, you know, when they were when they were getting pressed or they were getting pressure, you know, where where someone needed to move, open up in space or move more to the right, left, whatever. That is so key. And, you know, it just really spoke to me and told me that, look, yo, he really understands yeah. his role. He really understands how the other galaxy uh, are going to what they need from him. And he's providing those intangibles that you not that many goalkeepers can. Oh, for sure. And, you know, when you look at the stats, I mean, and we don't really have very many stats. We have what Spectrum Sportsnet gave us. Right. He took seven shots on goal. He had six really big saves. Saves that I would say, arguably, Bingham would have let in. Some of those would have been goals had it been Bingham at goal. I was very impressed, even though it's a preseason game, even though he's, you know, preseason form, he played a fantastic game. And I was extremely impressed by him. Um, I'm very cautiously optimistic at the moment for this LA Galaxy defense uh, because I do think that it still needs a lot of work. They they need to they need to sign at least one more center back right, but cautiously optimistic because Jonathan Bond is a goal, and I I feel secure in the goalie position. Yeah, I think that yeah right. I think that game obviously we'll have to see what tomorrow. And you, and you talked about the saves. I mean, we were we were even talking about in the press box like he literally just saved five goals. Like he had mm-hmm. five. You said what was six saves. Five out of those six were all could have been goals, but he was just at the right time. He came out when he needed to came out. He came out aggressive. Um, obviously, he, he dove the right way, you know, whether it's luck or I think it's more preparation of when knowing when to dive and being there for save. He, he had a great game, and I think that's what you need um, from, from from your goalkeeper, and that's something that they, the other Galaxy didn't have last season. And I really do see that the Jonathan Bond – uh, to me, right now, one game in, I think he, I I believe for for him to be the the starting goalkeeper. Um, I love everything I, I saw 
from that yeah. one game. Now I got to see. Without a doubt. I got to see how he looks, you know, in game two, game three, game four, just to, just to build the, the consistency. But I, obviously, you know, they've already had a couple of games. You know, they, they've played, I think, San Diego Loyal, um, you know, and then they also played Columbus Crew, and then they played LAFC. Now, this this is yeah. their fourth game. So, obviously, Greg Vanny, uh, I, obviously, I think he knows he has an idea that he's probably been seeing this from Jonathan Baum. So, for me, this is my first time seeing him. Uh, and I loved everything that he provided. And I think moving forward, if this is the, the type of goalkeeping that Jonathan Bond is going to provide, without a doubt, he's the number one starting goalkeeper. And, yeah. you, and you talked about the, the, the defense, right? Jonathan, uh, Jorge Villafania, I, I, he, I really liked that. I know he, he only played 30 minutes, but he, play, he played solid. I, I love what he did in those 30 minutes. I love how he, he, he was, when I saw him play on the field and everything that he did, everything spoke to me about experience. He's an experienced MLS For player. Sure. He knows what to do. He knows when to open up in space. He knows when to pass. He knows when to move up. He knows what to do on the left-hand side, whether it's on the offensive side or the defensive side. Everything he did in those 30 minutes, uh, I was okay. I was like, I'm not, I don't think the LA Galaxy necessarily need to worry about the left, the left, the left back side, or, you know, the left wing mm-hmm. side on the defensive end. So I really like it was only 30 minutes. And Greg Vanny did did mention that it was his first game back. And that's why he was subbed at half, you know, in the 30 minute mark. But he yeah. he also added that, you know, he could have played, you know, the rest of the half. So, you know, I, I thought that was very, very interesting. That was a solid thing uh, yeah. from Jorge Villafania. Now, on the other side, right, uh, Joe, we, we assume it's going to be Joe Narajo, but Joe Narajo is not here. So, you know, who, who's going to step up? Is it, is it going to be, you know, potentially Jalen Neal who's going to step up on the other side? Uh, you know, Danilo Costa, we don't know yet, right? Marcus if, if, McGranis as well. Nick yeah. Dupuy. Yeah. I, well, I don't know if Nick Dupuy will play a, a, as a right back, but. but oh, I, but, I, I, I thought we were talking about center back. But, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. So I think I think you know right. I think you. I think we know what two what players are gonna you know. If Jorge Rafael will get the left hand side. You know, Joel Arajo. They're not going to the Olympics now, so Joel Arajo is gonna be there. Um, you know, so it's like you you talked about center back, right? You know, it's gonna look like Daniel Stairs, Nick Dupuy, or you know, People Gonzalez. Uh, he he's injured, I think. You know, and he's not he's yeah. not he wasn't available for this game, and I don't know mm-hmm. if he's gonna be available for Wednesday's game. You're saying you're saying that your starting center back pairing would be Nick Dupuy and Daniel Steres right now, right now, yeah, right now because we don't know uh, people Gonzalez of what yeah. his injury is. Um, right, right now, I mean, give it two weeks, that could completely change. We also yeah. we also have Derek Williams, who we we just signed this offseason, twenty eight year old coming from Blackburn Rovers, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. He seems like a guy. He's definitely a starter in my book. Just you know, based off of the highlights that I've seen, the career that he's had. Um, the question is, who's going to be paired with Derek Williams, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of people out there are saying that their go-to guy is going to be Daniel Steres. But I, I would say I would rather give that shot to Nick Dupuy. Uh, you know, Daniel Steres is a complete player. He's about as good as he's going to get. He's what? 30-something years old, 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Dupuy still in his early to mid-20s. He still has that ability to grow, and he has the potential, in my opinion, to be a better player than Daniel Stairs. That would be my pick for a pairing, uh, Nick Dupuy and Derek Williams. We'll see. The LA Galaxy might end up signing another center back, so who knows? 
Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. I think right now what we saw, uh, you know, I just, I just kind of want to correct myself. I was just talking about the players that just had player, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. I don't know what moving forward, but I think one thing is that is that they do have depth at that position, right? If, you know, if one player gets injured or, you know, one sure. player's not having a great game because we know what happened last season, right? We know, you know, people Gonzalez was not doing good. You know, mm-hmm. by any... He, he did not perform the way we thought what a TAM player should perform, you know, and uh, it was unfortunate for the LA Galaxy. Now we're seeing the sim- the players that return, you know, and are still in the, ro- the same in the roster are getting a boost under, under Greg Vanny so far. Right. And I think that also comes with, you know, with the experience of what Greg Vanny needs to do with these guys and how he wants to play. And, you know, what, what I saw from this game is that they played from the back, way better than I ever saw them play from the back last season, you know, like just in one game, just in this preseason game, you know, most of these guys may not be on on the first team because like we're missing so many players, but you know, you had so many galaxy two players that were playing from the back and, you know, playing from the midfield and from the back to the top. We didn't really see that last year. And I, and I really liked that. That that just got my mind thinking when I was at the game, I'm like, I I know most of these guys in today's game is not going to be a starter. I understand that. But if these guys who are trying to break into the first team are playing this way, okay, now I can only imagine if you have a legit Efrain, you know, Joan Arajo, what it's going to eventually look like, right? And yeah. the good thing for the, for the LA Galaxy, they're going to get those guys back. You know, they're going to they're 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 going to get those sure. guys back by the time you know uh, by the time they go to Tucson, and they're going to have you know a number of games out there to play in Tucson, and you know work out those kinks. And, you know, get everybody's, uh, you know, get in rhythm with everybody. But I, I was really impressed with one, the so far one preseason game. Now, yeah, I just wanted, same. I want them to be consistent because that's one thing with the LA Galaxy. They weren't consistent last year. But I think after one preseason game, if they were, if they're able to do this throughout the preseason and they get the rest of the horses, I'm very optimistic for the LA Galaxy. Same. I mean, like I said, cautiously optimistic. I've, I've, I've gotten used to the habit of, it raising my expectations for the LA galaxy every year since 2014 and every year they fall short of my expectations. So this year I'm cautiously optimistic, but everything seems to be trending in the right direction. And like you said, very impressed with what we saw that first preseason game of standouts were Jonathan bond, which we spoke about fantastic goalkeeper Cameron Dunbar, I was very pleasantly surprised with. I don't know what you thought. You were live at the stadium and you got to actually see him play live. But from what I saw on on TV, that kid is playing with the desire of wanting some first team minutes. He played like a man on a mission. You know, his dribbling was was great. His 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 confidence to take players one v one was there. Now, obviously, he's young and experienced, and it showed some of those plays. He might have dribbled a little too much, but pleasantly surprised with what I saw. A lot of the young players are really stepping up. Yeah, I, I, re- I really love Kevin Dunbar. I, I, I really loved his game. I love what he did on the left wing side. And there's a spot open. And the, if there's a spot open uh, on the LA Galaxy roster, it's that left wing spot. Right. And obviously we know that they're, they're, as of, I think as of now, the LA Galaxy are still pr- producing, are still pursuing, excuse me, Christian Pavone. So obviously that's gonna, not going to change. So that spot is going to be open whether they get Pavone before the start of the season or they get him whenever, or they go after someone. We don't know. Right. As of right now, we can kind of put 
you know, from up top, we know Chicharito, we know a goalkeeper defending. We can kind of fill the team out. But if that left wing side is open, and if it's going to be Cameron Dunbar, I don't have a problem with that after one game, right? But I need to see Cameron Dunbar do this throughout the whole preseason. And if he's right. already done this for, for Craig Vanny the last three games, great. But obviously, we don't know that. We need to see how it looks again on Wednesday if he starts on the left wing yeah. side. We need to see how this looks going into Tucson, playing those games out there. And if Cameron Dunbar does what he did, uh, you know, Saturday, uh, I, I love it. I think one of those things that he, he, he can improve on Obviously, I know he's young, but like this is for him to take. Uh, is, is learning when to, when to pass the ball to Chicharito, and you know we'll go more into that. And I know Greg Vanny had talked about that, but I think to me, you know, sometimes he, the miscommunication of when to pass the ball back. But outside of outside of that, I loved everything he did. I loved his versatility. I loved his speed. Uh, he looked more mm-hmm. of a mature player than, than than what I saw from last year. He he's one of those players that I think took his game from last year to this year to the next level. Right? I agree. I saw. I had the exact same assessment. It really did look like his development this off season was like it went from a level eight to a level ten. It was it was fan, it was fantastic to see it, and I'm very optimistic to see him particularly get some minutes this season because I know he's hungry for it, and that's important. Yeah, and I, and I think and I think that the left wing side it's it's right there for Cameron Dunbar, mm-hmm. um, like I like I said I don't I don't think the Pabon situation may get finalized within these next couple of weeks, but if he's able to be consistent like this throughout the whole preseason, uh, you know, perform and be versatile, and you know, game by game he's able to you know improve and get better from the similar mistakes. I think I think you can ride with Cameron Dunbar, right? But he has to prove it throughout the whole preseason. Right? I yeah. love what he did this one game. He has a couple more games to go, but I think that spot right there is it's wide open for Cameron Dunbar. And if he plays like this, like how he did Saturday, I have without a, without a doubt that he has a he will be a leading candidate to be there on the left wing side. Now it just sure. comes to, you know understanding more of the offense, understanding where they want the ball, where Chicharito wants the ball, and and everything that's going to come with time. But I think. I think what he did, you know, I, I'm I'm a believer and I love and I love what he's doing, uh, what he did on on the left wing side. Uh, another player that that I was very uh, impressed with was was Jonathan Perez. Obviously, he he got the goal, you know, and Greg Vanny had talked about him. And I just want to read a read a quote that you know Greg Vanny, uh, you know, talking about um, Jonathan Perez. Here, let me read it. He said he he had a nice preseason. He scored all, at almost every single game, every game so far. He's, he's deceptively quick. He's obviously got a nice left foot and a good feel for the game. It's been enjoyable to work uh, to work with him, and he's really making progress. Um, you know, Greg Vanny, Greg Vanny loves what he's doing. You know, and, and Jonathan, he also, you know, he he also joked about Jonathan Perez. He doesn't. He said he didn't know if he was old enough to drive. Right? You know. And he, I think, you know, he's also deceptive with how he looks. You know, he looks young, but on the field, he's he's playing a grown, grown man's game. And obviously, he he got the goal. He scored the goal. You know, the assist from Chicharito. But I, I know, and he, I think he also scored a goal. I think was it Columbus Crew, San Diego Loyal. Uh, I think we saw one of those videos come out. I think it was against San Diego Loyal. So right. he, he, I think, whenever you can score, that that's brownie points to you, and you're being consistent like that. To me, if if he does this, Jonathan Perez is going to find a way uh, on this roster, and he's going to find some minutes this year and some significant minutes if, if he's consistent this preseason. Yeah. 
I, I definitely want to see more of him this preseason because he looks like a player that has a very high potential ceiling, a very high ceiling of potential. Yeah. I like what he saw. And he has a nose for goal. I mean, Greg Vanny's saying he scored in every goal this preseason so far. I mean, I don't even think we can say that about Chicharito, who's our $7 million star striker, right? He's the guy you expect to be scoring multiple times every single game. And yet here we have this young kid doing just that. So Yeah, yeah, no, I and and just to just to add on to that, part the reason why that goal start that goal happened was because of Chicharito's effort. Sure. Um I think I think you know all that whole play, that whole suking was because of Chicharito, but I I'm with you like Jonathan Perez uh, you know, if he's able to score these goals, right, it's preseason, right? But if he's able to be consistent and, you know, be part, fight his way in, he's going to he's gonna find a way into that midfield somehow, some way. And, and yeah. you know, just being consistent, doing what he's doing. Uh, you know, and, and I think there, there's there's a couple of spots, you know, if there's injuries as well, qualifiers, there's, there's going to be opportunities for, national the, for those. Team, national team call-ups, you know, you're, you're expecting Sasha Kleshton at 35 to stay healthy which is kind of a long shot. You're expecting Victor Vasquez at 34, who hasn't played really very much, to stay healthy. Uh, you're expecting Sebastian Leggett, Jonathan Dos Santos, to stay healthy and not go away on national team duty. There's going to be minutes for these young guys. And I think they can smell that, and they know that, and that's why they're playing their hearts out, trying to prove themselves and get those minutes when they're available. That's yeah. the way I see it. Yeah, and I think, I think I mean, Jonathan Perez... Uh, he's one of those guys that you know has has that has that option right there. He knows that you know he's going to get that playing time, and just you know again, he's just going to have to be consistent. Um, you know, I think to me, uh, it's going to make it's going to be very interesting because at first I, w- I was I wasn't so sure about the depth, but I want to see what what the depth looks like again tomorrow. I mean, again, excuse me, again on Wednesday and when they go to Tucson. You know, obviously once the the more of the complete the once the rest of the guys get there and the, the team starts to look complete, but uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of back and forth, you know, and, and I think it's uh, f- for a player like Jonathan Perez is just being, being staying ready because he, he, in this whole preseason, he's probably going to play a lot of minutes, but as soon as, you know, Sebastian Leggett, Jonathan Santos, you know, those guys come back, he may get put to the bench, right? He, he may, because there's, there's other guys there, right? And, and rightfully so they, they should start. But he's just he's just gonna you know, and I think you know this, but he's gonna have to just stay ready because at any point you know, hey, you know, World Cup qualifiers or so and so is leaving, but it's your turn. You're up next, you know. And and I think having these preseason preseason games and you know, it just builds confidence. It's building confidence, building confidence, sure. building the rapport with you and Greg Vanny, you and sure. your teammates and your coach. Like, hey, I know you haven't played, but we know what you can do. We know what you can perform, yeah. and 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 this is. You know, and this and this is this is in a way, this is kind of like the best thing for the galaxy because these young guys are getting that experience. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 true in every every field you can ever right. It's it's you prove yourself to the new boss because you want to make a great impression. And I think that's that's what a lot of these kids are doing. And it's it's evident. I mean, you, you like guys like Augie Williams, right, who, as far as we're concerned, has been phenomenal throughout throughout preseason. And uh, we, we caught glimpses of that when he came on. Obviously, by that time, the LA Galaxy had pretty much, the midfield had really broken down. So Augie Williams didn't really get a lot of service. But even those small, brilliant moments we saw from him, it was evident. He, he's miles ahead 
of guys, even guys like Ethan Zubat, you know? So it's going to be interesting to see the next couple games, man. I, I want to see the young guys get more minutes. Guys like Jalen Neal, Marcus McGranis, Augie Williams. Yeah, and, I, and I'm with you. Um, I, you know, I, I, it's unfortunate Augie Williams, you know, obviously he, he came in the second half, but by that time, like you said, that, the other galaxy were already out of the rhythm. There's a lot of subs, you know, when there's so many mm-hmm. subs coming in, you know, it changes the game, right? It changes the rhythm of the oh, game. Yeah. And it was from both sides, right? And it's preseason. This is what you expect. Um, he did score, but it was called outside. He was outside. Um, mm-hmm. But I think for Augie Williams, right? Obviously, if, you know, I need, I know what he's done with the LA Galaxy too, right? But I think, um, he needs to do that with uh, in the preseason with with uh, with the senior team, and, and I think he is. I think it's it's just he's he's in a very com- he's probably in the most competitive spot out of everybody on the team because you know it's Chicharito. I don't think he's going to start over Chicharito. Right. I know you mentioned Ethan Zubak. I, I definitely see that 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 opportunity there without a doubt. You know, yeah, Ethan Zubak yeah. like without a question. Now it just comes to a point like if you know if Chicharito is a hundred percent healthy and if you know, a hundred percent fit like he, we saw and we expected him to do. And, you know, the, the runs he's making the runs, I, you know, I, I, I almost kind of wonder how, how much of an opportunity will Augie Williams get unless they go play a four, four, two, unless they play with two strikers up top. And that's a possibility as well. But it, it, Gio, I honestly do believe that it's a very realistic possibility to say that Augie Williams, this 2021 season, can end up playing a substantial amount of minutes. Because you have to assume that at 31, 32, uh, Chicharito will have to stay healthy throughout the entire season. Realistically speaking, probably not. Somewhere down the line, he'll either be fatigued, he'll have to be sat for a couple games, or you know he'll strain something, right? very common with guys of his age. You have to also assume that Chicharito won't get a national team call-up. I mean, just today it was on social media that uh, according to, you know, the head coach of the Mexican national team, he said clearly that Chicharito was still in his plans going forward. And why wouldn't he be? This is the national Mexican national team's top goal scorer of all time. So Chicharito potentially injured at some point or fatigued or potentially away on national team duty, you have only two options, which is Ethan Zubak and Augie Williams. And as it stands right now, from what we've seen, Augie Williams has shown more than Ethan Zubak has shown in the last year, even when he had more play time, you know? So well, very realistic that Augie Williams gets played. Well, just, just, to, just to be clear on, on that point, Ethan Zubak has done it in MLS. Augie Williams... No discredit to him. He's done it at Galaxy 2. Sure. Uh, and it's unfair to, to say that, but it's true, right? It's unfair to say, but it's true. Um, and obviously, I don't know what type of preseason. I know he he tweeted that he scored in every single game. This is why I mean it, it's in a tough situation. I agree with you on the Chicharito part, but I don't agree with you about the injury part. I think Augie Williams gets a shot if Chicharito goes to the national team. But I think a Chicharito that's healthy, a Chicharito that's watching his body, a Chicharito that's 100% focused, I don't think is going to get fatigued or injured or have those type of injuries because he's not in shape. You know, I think that happened last season, and I think he's 100% focused. I think the reason where Augie Williams gets a shot, Augie Williams gets a shot 
um, if Chicharito gets called up to the national team, I think that's when he gets a shot. And I think he, you know, he gets a shot when it, you know, he comes in for five minutes or 10 minutes, because I think a Chicharito a hundred percent fit, how he is hundred percent focus is he's not getting off the field in the 80th minute. Oh, for you know sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. see him getting, I don't see him getting off the field. Right. Or, you know, or let's say, you know, to your point, he gets injured for whatever reason, someone comes in hard, then yeah, that, but that, I mean, that, that's a slight chance. And, you know, to my point, I think Augie Williams is going to be a tough situation unless they play, they need, they, they play, they, we know Greg Vanny, he, he sometimes switches formations and I would like to see this Wednesday, Augie Williams and, you know, Chicharito paired up top, you know, I don't know if he's done that. I don't know if he's done that. I would like to see that. I don't know if Greg Vanny is going to do that throughout this preseason, but I would like to see how him and Chicharito link up there, you know, and I don't know if, if they if that's if that's in his plans i don't know if they already done it you know but i want to see how that looks because you know we know greg vanny can switch up the formation but we, we know how we can kind of see how he played right saturday's games and kind of expect it may just be chicharito up top right but i i think if we get to see how i would just like to see it you know i'm just gonna be selfish i just want to see the pairing of chicharito and, and augie williams how that looks because, you know, and I also want to see how Augie Williams looks with the first team, you know, or it could just be Augie Williams starts this the, on Wednesday, Augie Williams gets to start, right? And Chicharito comes off the bench or Chicharito doesn't play. That that could also be a possibility. But I, I just think Augie Williams is in a tough spot because Chicharito has a lot to prove. After the season he had last season, Chicharito has to score goals. For and sure. If he doesn't score goals, Chicharito's not – he ain't coming back next season. But And I don't see that, right? I see a Chicharito's going to score goals that has something to prove. He has all this, you know, built up. He has – this is the year. This is the time. This Chicharito, is make, make it or break it. Make it or break it. And he understands yeah. that, you know. And everything that I saw from Chicharito, you know, his runs and everything – told me that okay this is going to be chicharito season now i don't know what that means is he you know i expect it to be a lot of goals right is it going to be more than 15 goals in your opinion in your opinion Gio, how many goals does chicharito need to score this season in order to to satisfy the fans and earn that seven million dollar check i don't i don't see i i i think i think it's scoring goals and getting wins Mm-hmm. It's not just about the goals, right? It, it's going goals and getting wins. I, sure. I think a fair number to put, he, just 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 to put, it's like he has to score over fifteen goals. I I, I feel like over fifteen goals because if he, if Chicharito scores more than fifteen goals, then he's he's in the conversation potentially of Golden Boot. He's in the conversation uh, of MVP. And you would assume if Chicharito scoring fifteen goals, the LA Galaxy are doing some damage in the league. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Sure. He has some assists, but I think I think he has to score more than 15 goals because that's where it will put LA Galaxy uh, on a different path. And he he's he's a threat up top. And if he doesn't score more than 15 goals this season, I I don't I don't know if they're a big of a threat. Now you know they get Pavone and Pavone scores 10 goals or whatever, or you know you know Grant Sir on the other side scoring 10 goals. Okay, that can happen. I understand that can happen. You know. Uh, you know, Chicharito scores 14 goals and he has like 12 assists. And, you know, the, the LA Galaxy are, you know, are, are, you know, are, you know, they go, they can make a deep run. You know, I think it's, it's about the goals, but it's about the wins and I, and it's about the effort. You know, it's, sure. and, the effort, and everything that I saw yesterday tells me that we're, okay, 
I'm like, okay, I've seen this Chicharito. I've seen this Chicharito with the Mexican national team. I've seen this Chicharito in Europe, the way he was running and making those runs and everything. He's hungry. He's, he's, he's very hungry. hungry. Yeah. And, you know, and that's why I feel it's going to be hard for Augie Williams. Not because Augie Williams is so talented. It's because it's Chicharito and the, he has so much to prove. The thing that I believe hinders Chicharito more than anything else is I've noticed something with a lot of designated players that come to LA Galaxy that are coming from big teams like Chicharito. Chicharito's coming from some of the biggest teams in the world. That's his background. The What makes a player like that successful in MLS is the ability to change their mentality, right? There are some players that come into the league and they don't change their mentality from what they experienced in Europe. So they come here expecting the same service, the same passing, the same chance creation, and they're they're unable to get past that. So they they don't adapt. They don't kind of bring their game down a little bit to match the MLS level. Something that I believe guys like Robbie Keane were extremely good at doing, and that's why he was so successful. That's kind of what I'm seeing with Chicharito. His runs are maybe a little too smart for MLS. His 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 movement off the ball. He's expecting those passes like he got in Madrid. He's expecting as, those I look, passes as he, as he should though, as he should because this is an a this is a, a, a ex superstar that need, is going back to that. But I, I'm with you. But he's more far more advanced than the rest of the team on making the oh, runs for sure. But the, that's what I'm saying. The players have to read that. And if you get a Pavone, if Pavone comes back, it's a different story. If Victor Victor uh, Vasquez, uh, if he comes and he passes those passes, gives the passes to Chicharito, it's a different story. That's going to be big. Seb- and like, Sebastian Leger, a- you know, it's a it's a different story. I th- I think I, I think I don't think Chicharito needs to play down. I think the rest of the team needs to play up to Chicharito's runs and understanding where, true. The, where those runs are going to be made because you need a Chicharito's making all the runs. Like Greg Vanny said, it's not in his first run and his second run. You need the team to understand how he makes the run because he's one of the best in the world and make those box to box runs and knowing where inside the box, where yeah. the, where the ball is going to go. And he's going to know, know where to put it. You he's know one of the best poachers I've ever seen inside yeah. the six yard box. Chicharito is one of the best, right? Um, as it stands right now, the team is incomplete. So it's hard to really gauge the, it's, exactly. it's hard to have a metric because you don't, you don't have your starting midfielders. You don't have Sebastian. Uh, I mean, you don't have Sebastian Leggett. You don't have, uh, Jonathan Dos Santos, you don't have our new winger, uh, Grancier, who's who's a, who's going to be a starter for sure. You know, you're missing so many pieces. You're still missing that starting left winger. Uh, we're, as, I guess, assuming Dunbar can fill that position, but you still need that starting left winger. You know, you need somebody else to create the chances, probably a number 10, which the LA Galaxy still doesn't have. You know, a playmaker, a dedicated playmaker. We saw Sasha play that a little bit on Saturday, but at 35, it's going to be hard for him to really keep up, right? Yeah. So I think Chicharito, like you said, this is Chicharito's year to prove it. Make it or break it. 15 goals minimum. 15 goals minimum. I know he's good for more than 15, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and then quickly, I just want to give some shout-outs to people in the chat. Justin Estrada says, Galaxy, a C-plus team, beat the Revs, started, you know, just throwing some shade here. Romaldinho says, what's up? He said, Chicharito will miss time because he he will be winning Ballon d'Or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you know, he's a uh, Chicha also gets called up for the Gold Cup, which could mean way more minutes for Augie. Yeah, yeah, I think like all that's a possibility. Gold Cup is definitely a strong possibility for, for Augie Williams to get minutes within the Galaxy. Like I said, you know, I, and Justin Estrada says, I think also his performances against LAFC will be big for Chicharito 100 yeah. percent, without a doubt. Chicharito needs to uh, needs to um, score and needs to be effective in the biggest games in the MLS. And that's mm. obviously against LAFC. Whether it's him scoring what you expect he will score or having an assist like how he did last. He, this game told me, okay, Ticharito is going to be in the mix offensively. This this sure. last game that we saw on Saturday, if Ticharito is not involved on somehow, some way on the off- offensive plays this season, um, you know, then it makes it hard for the other Galaxy to win. Now, if Chicharito's involved in every play like how he was on Saturday offensively before they subbed him out, the LA Galaxy can definitely make a deep run. They can they yeah. they can definitely make a deep run. But I, I really do I really do feel like Chicharito has a lot to prove. And I really do feel like the rest of the team, if Chicharito's making the runs that he's making this run, his first, second run, third run. He's making great runs. The rest of the team needs need, need and Greg Vanny knows this. He's talked about this. You know, the rest of the team needs to understand, study film. I, I don't know if they study film. I don't know if it's like the NBA, but I would study the film of seeing, okay, I was if I'm Cameron Dunbar or if, uh, whoever's on the right wing this, this Wednesday, if I made this, because Cameron Dunbar took someone on the left-hand side. This I vividly remember. I don't re- remember what many. He took, he took the defender left-wing side. Instead of cutting it back, Chicharito was making a run, on, on, and he didn't cut it back. And Chicharito had made a great run. Now he he would have to he the ball would have had to gone through the defenders' players, but Chicharito made a, made a great run. But I, Cameron Dunbar didn't see that from from the back of his head. But I think sure. you got you got to be able to read a player like Chicharito when you can't even see them. You got to know where to put the ball. That's what that's right now is what the LA Galaxy is missing. When the rest of the players come back. I hope they improve on that because if Chicharito's sure. making these runs and bam, 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 you got to know where he's going to be at. You got to know where he's going to make these runs and you got to know where to put the ball at yeah. for him to at least have a shot, you know? Yeah. And, and it's going to really be dependent on guys like Jonathan Dos Santos. I mean, those two guys have to show up this season. It's going to depend completely on them. I believe at this point, the LA Galaxy's 2021 season depends on Chicharito scoring the goals and Jonathan Dos Santos holding that midfield down, you know, creating that connection between the defense, the midfield, and the offense. That's what it's going to depend on. And everything else can be solid, but if Chicharito's not scoring goals, can't win games, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't really see that a problem this season. I just, just, just from the eye test. Granted, it was one game. I don't see the Chicharito thing because he's mentally there. He's in shape that he didn't have that last season. And that's why he, he deserved to get criticized. Now this season, I don't, I don't think that will be this issue. I think it's more of the, the playmaking and understanding sure. where, where to put the ball for him and where to put, put it in the right place. And also, you know, where he can also be effective because up there he, he knows, okay, if I get the ball up here, I got to hold the ball a little more to let, let my wingers come up. Right. But, but I also think, you know, to your point, you, you talked about Jonathan Dos Santos. Jonathan Dos Santos, this is also a make or break year for him. There's a lot of motivation for a lot of players in this LA Galaxy. One for the season they had last year and because their contracts, right? Some player like Jonathan Dos Santos, he's playing for another contract. He loves LA. He loves out here. We know he loves the lifestyle, but 
if Jonathan Dos Santos doesn't have a great season, he ain't coming back. You know, no. he, he ain't coming yeah. back. He's he playing has, for a contract this season. Yeah, and he has to have the best season of his career. He has to be, and he has to stay healthy. Obviously, I know he he. Sometimes you can't control that, but if you want to stay with the L, in LA, you you got to stay healthy. And if you can't stay healthy, then it you know it doesn't make sense for the LA Galaxy to, to keep a player like Jonathan Dos Santos, yeah. right? And that's but, a big that's a big if. An enormous if with Jonathan Dos Santos. As I mean, even this offseason, he considered retiring because his injuries were just so bad and he was in such great pain. When you get to the point as a soccer player where you start considering retirement because of your injuries, that really does say it says a lot. So, you know, we can pray and hope that Jonathan Dos Santos will stay healthy all season and that he'll show up, but it's a big what if. Yeah, no. And I don't blame him, right? After a 2020 year, right? You you know, and you have those injuries, right? And him to be honest and to share that, right? Not many people would share that because obviously, who who likes to stay injured? Nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody, right? And it really makes you contemplate life and makes you contemplate your career, like it did for him. But uh, you know, for his sake, you know, and for Galaxy's sake, you're glad he he's come, he came he's coming back. He decided to come back and you know to stick it out because you know you definitely do you're definitely gonna need him, right? He's 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 your second DP on the team, and you're definitely gonna need him to perform and, sure. and be be healthy. Uh, just quickly here in the chat, you know, Justin Estrada says, I also think Chicha on Saturday took a lot of heavy touches that made him uh, lose his shot uh, opportunities. Um, yeah. Uh, preseason that, form yeah, we, can, we can chop that up to just being rusty preseason stuff yeah i don't i don't really recall uh any touches but i mean that's fair to say you know what i'm yeah. saying I, I think for me what i sense about chicharito on saturday is the rest of the offense the rest of the offense team wasn't up to, to weren't playing up to his level for sure on those runs that, yeah. that they're plain and simple and there's nothing wrong with, with that. that there's nothing and there's nothing wrong with that it's a preseason game you don't have half of your guys playing Right. So, you know, but at the but but even without even with that going on, he still impacted the game last season. He never impacted the game the way he did it this this Saturday. Not a single game that he played last season. Did he ever impact the game the way he did on Saturday against the preseason? If you have Chicharito like that moving forward, Galaxy can make a deep run. Yeah. And I mean, even just having him. The league knows who Chicharito is. And exactly. teams that know what he's weight. team knows every team in MLS knows what he's capable of, right? If he's inside your box and you're a you're you're an MLS defender, you're gonna have your eye on Chicharito. So even that itself is a huge plus for the LA Galaxy because it draws defenders to Chicharito for that reason, which I believe is gonna be a plus. It's gonna free up other players to actually squeeze into that box. I agree. Take those shots, get those opportunities. You know, agreed. Legit. I mean, make put it this way, right? We have legit. Chicharito makes the first run. He takes two defenders on the near post. Who's open? Legit. We've seen legit score these goals just yeah. a couple of days ago with the men's national team, right? Yeah. I feel like a player like legit is is going to benefit. Is going to benefit off of that when Chicharito makes this run, pulls two defenders, legit or Cameron Dunbar or Grand Sir or whoever. That's what I'm saying. These runs are the, the, the type of runs Chicharito is making. It, it, it's it's a threat and and, and it's going to bring opportunities, not just to him, but the rest of the guys. And that offense is going to it's going to look it's going to look insane if all these guys are rolling to be and understand, OK, if, when Chicharito does this, the ball goes here. Bam, bam, bam. It just comes with practice. It just comes with practice and understanding the rhythm of the team. And, and it's unfortunate because, you know, you know, I. 
you, when you have someone that's, you know, so far advanced and so well experienced, right? You just got, bro, you just got to learn. You just got to, <laughs> you just got to learn <laughs> you gotta quick. You got to, exactly. you got to get with yeah. it because, hey, the, the, the train is moving and the train is moving fast. Yeah. You got a superstar, you know, and it, it, it literally just comes down to studying for some of these guys. I agree. No, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. And I just want to read a, a quickly a, a quote uh, that, you know, Greg Vanny had about um, Chicharito. Let me find it. This kind of just breaks everything down for us. He he makes he, he makes some really good runs. I, st- I still don't think uh, we see him enough on some of the runs that he makes. I thought his work rate and overall play was excellent. He's in good form, really helping the group from a leadership perspective as well. That is what you need from him. Yeah. When the head coach is saying that, leadership – Last year, Chicharito was not a, was not a leader in this team. Yeah. This year, he's a leader, and this year, I feel like that's why the Allegax are going to be different. And, that's going to be enormous. Be enormous, you know. You got the superstar holding it down, doing what he's supposed to be doing. Because when you see Chicharito busting his ass and making these runs hard, giving it everything he can, you best believe the next guy is going to do it. Because if that guy's doing it, I. I better be doing it because if not, I'm coming off the field, you know, and it, it raises everybody's level up and that's yeah. what you want. You know, and this is what the LA galaxy have been missing. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see obviously Wednesday when the season starts, but it, because this is what we all, we expect from the LA galaxy. It should, it should never be anything less. It should never be anything less. And it's unfortunate what's happened the last couple of seasons with the yeah. LA galaxy, but this is what you should expect. When you're Absolutely. watching the LA Galaxy, you should be watched. You should be entertained. You should be watching that your players give it 110% effort all the time, no matter what season, no matter what year, no matter who's your coach. This is how it always should be. And and it's it's Geo. In all honesty, it's not a metric that's been set by the fans. You know, it, it is a metric, a standard that was set by the LA Galaxy themselves. The history's there. You know, the LA Galaxy makes the playoffs. The LA Galaxy makes it to the conference final, and most often the LA Galaxy makes it to an MLS Cup final, right? So that's the metric that the LA Galaxy set for themselves. It's only reasonable for fans to expect, at the very least, that the LA Galaxy makes it to the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's crazy to say. Not at all. Not at all. Like if you have every, if you have all your horses and you end up getting Pavone, right? Right, you get a healthy Pavone. I mean. You're talking about a solid squad. You're literally talking about a dangerous squad. And Greg Vanny at the helm. I mean, th- yeah. those are realistic possibilities, but one step at a time. Quickly, one uh, Justin Shaw has a great, great question. He says, do you think it's too late for Legit to make a run at Europe with the current success he's having with the U.S. national team and hopefully more with the Galaxy? I'm going to toss this question to you and then I'll answer it. He's well, as as we know, as we know, Sebastian Legette actually already played in Europe. He was at the uh, he was at West Ham. Didn't really play much for the senior team. Played a little bit, but he kind of has a taste for what that's like. And to be honest with you, he was on track to returning back to Europe prior to that injury he had a couple years ago, where he broke the bones in his in his foot. He's been a bit of a different player since then, but he is regaining some of that old form. Uh, he's been consistent. He's only 28 years old, which in, in the soccer world, Gio, as you know, 28 years old, that's the peak of your prime. That's when you enter your best year, right? 28, 29, that's when you're a complete player. 
I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility to say that Sebastian Lejet could end up in Europe. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I, I love that question, Justin Estrada. Um, yeah. I, I mean, look, he scored two goals with the men's national team. Yes, it was against Jamaica, but it's na- international competition. And scoring two goals is scoring two goals. I, yeah. I don't care. I don't care what way you put it. There's guys that you know, superstars, and go down, go in a slum and can't score a goal. You know, when the ball's right there, Sebastian Legit is not on this team to score. To uh, not on the men's national team to score goals, but he's doing it and yeah. a consistent basis. And on top of that, he's getting called by Greg Berhalter. He's been in every single game. I think he's played every single game as well. Yeah. Right. So yes, I, I definitely do see now that you asked me that question because I didn't really think about it. Uh, yeah. anybody outside of, you know, Pavone or, you know, Araujo, uh, you know, it's going to Europe. But I, I do think Legit has a, has a great opportunity to go, to go back to uh, Europe because of, because of his maybe form. Maybe not a Manchester United or a Real Madrid, right? But definitely see him maybe in, you know, the um, the Scottish Premier League, right? Mid, I, I see, Fulham yeah, I see, Championship. I like mid-tier, yeah. yeah. Because I, I see him... Like uh, you know, like Jordan, uh, Jordan Mo- was it Jordan Morris from uh, from Seattle Sounders, right? He Swansea. went, uh, he went, he went on loan, right? Mm-hmm. I could see the similar situation if Legette is on form with Yale Galaxy. We know what he's doing with the national team. Obviously, if he does that this season, and he's obviously getting called up to the national team, the men's national team is getting a lot of attention, a lot of attention. Yes, sure. we know, we know the U twenty three didn't qualify for the for the Olympics, which is unfortunate, but. The men's national team is getting a lot of attention because they have Giorena, Christian Pulisic, you know, Musa from, you know, from, you know, from, he plays in La Liga. They have so sure. much attention. And Legette is the only MLS guy, I believe, that, that's been on there. Uh, you know, the only MLS guy has literally been on there and he's scoring goals on the international level. So I think, you know, there is an opportunity for him to get called up, you know, on loan. Um, I, I don't know his contract, but I, I think it's a really, really good po- possibility. Yeah. Justin Ashad says, yeah, he's playing middle team in Spain. Yeah. I, I definitely see that, you know, especially sure. if they play, if they, if, if uh, which we expect and we assume Legia is going to play the same role that he plays with the national team with the LA Galaxy and vice versa. And that continues throughout the year. Legia may be, may have his best season yet with the LA Galaxy. And that just going to raise the level on the offensive side even more. I can see that. And I really do hope that Greg ends up playing him in the same position he plays for the national team. Yeah, because that seems that seems to be working for him. Yeah, because I think I think we we had, I think I had asked him a couple of weeks ago before he left, and you know he's like he he said he felt comfortable because sometimes when you play for your national team, you you play a different role because you know there may be another player that's already cemented within the team, the national team, or he's been there or whatever. Um, obviously, we know Legit's the one of the veterans on the men's national team, right? But Greg Barhalter loves him, and, and, and you know, and then you know he talked about you know this is the first time that he's going to go back and forth and play the same position. He doesn't have to change position. You know, it's just he just goes from one team to another, and yeah, has to play the role. So he's going to benefit from more of those games, more of the comp- tough competition, and come to the LA Galaxy, right? So you know, the MLS, right? We know. I'm just going to put a blunt out there. It's not as competitive as, you know, international level, right? International level is a whole different level. But so you're coming from that to this, you know, expect, I could expect, you know, realm possibilities, like could easily have 10 goals easily. That, and, that, and I don't think that's crazy to say because not crazy Chichiri, to say. it's not crazy. And, and think about if I said that last year, right? Think of, <laughs> think if I said that last year, yeah. that would be crazy. That would be like, yo, you're out of your mind. That would be sus. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
But it, me saying that Leggett can score 10 goals is not that crazy because of what he's done with the national team and what Chicharito, uh, we expect Chicharito to do. We expect him, like I said earlier, we expect Chicharito to attract more attention because he's 40 fit. Yeah. 10 goals is. It's not crazy. And I mean, his very first season with the LA Galaxy, if you'll recall, Gio, back 2015, when Sebastian Leggett came into the league, he came in firing on all cylinders. He was hot. He scored seven goals. I believe he had something like five assists. He was playing the right wing. He was he was scoring goals. You know, he played half the season, I believe, because he came in after, you know, halfway through the season. He's capable of doing it. He's got the ability to do it. And if, if Greg Vanny puts him in the right position, gives him the keys to success, puts him in the right position, it's not crazy to say Sebastian Legette could score 10 goals this season. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I can literally see the goals he scored this past weekend. I can see him scoring the same goals inside the box, like for the other galaxy, because those sure. opportunities are going to be there. The, the, sure. Those opportunities are really going to be there. Um, you know, and, and it has to be exciting. It really has to be exciting. If you're legit, you're Chicharito, right? Your grand sir, who expects we expect him right to be on the right wing, um, you know, and the offense, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting because, you know, this is, like I said earlier, this is what you expect from the other galaxy. This is what you expect from these guys, you know, and, and the performance, you know, giving it all, you know, what does this mean for the badge? You know, what it does it mean to wear the LA Galaxy badge? Obviously, you have Greg Vanny, who used to play with the team and knows how to hold that that standard, right? The LA Galaxy standard. And you shouldn't yeah. expect anything less. And, and I'm glad within the first, like I said, like I started this podcast, the first 15 minutes, completely different team. And I agree. I agree. Even given given the circumstance, which is that it was most of the starters are gone. It was a different team. I agree. Yeah, different team. So now, obviously, we got we got the LA Galaxy. They're, they're going to face uh, New England Revolution again on Wednesday. And it looks like Revolution, you know, are, are doing their preseason in Southern California, which is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing to do. Um, we know we know that they're also going to be playing LAFC as well. So I mean, they're going to be spending time out there. So this is LA Galaxy's uh, schedule. Oh. I was going to read off the schedule because they just they sent it to me. Can I not find it? Was, well, um, I have that as well on the email uh, here. Okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah. so obviously today uh, today they, they trained. Um, tomorrow they're training. Um, and then obviously Wednesday, closer of match. They play at 7 p.m. Thursday they have the schedule that they're training. Um, Friday, April 2nd, Galaxy travels to Tucson. And then Saturday they they play uh, in the Sun Cup in the Sun Cup, and they play Sporting KC at Saturday at 12 p.m. So I don't know if right. anybody's listening is going to go out there. Tucson's really cool. I've been out there a couple of times. It's nice. It's hot. It's going to be hot. <laughs> so I mean, if you're going out there, definitely take your sunscreen. Uh, drinks lots and lots of water. But you know, it's it's cool. It's kind of like they're doing the kind of like spring training. You know, they kind of like for baseball. They they've been they've been very consistent out there in Tucson. Who would have known? Out of all places. Tucson would would be the spot that you know to watch some soccer, um, and then obviously you know March oh that, that was this past week so yeah up until Sunday uh, April fourth is what they send us so you know they got two games this week one on Wednesday and then one on Saturday one on Saturday right so and that's I, a twelve that's a twelve p.m. against Sporting KC yeah yeah Sp- Sporting KC so I I wonder if by then we'll see you know the starters return we'll see you know, the Santos play, we'll see, you know, 
legit back, you know, because that that's I mean those guys are obviously playing with the national team, so you know, will we have will will they have the rest of the team, right? The you know, right. is Victor Vasquez going to be there? Is you know Grand Sir going to be there? Is he going to be available? You know, is Derek Williams going to be there? People Gonzalez going to be able to play? We expect. You know that's what we're expecting, right? Obviously, Julian Araujo to get some playing time because you want it. You want to see this team gelling because yeah. you're literally what, hey, what April seventeenth, April eighteenth. You know, a couple yeah. weeks away. It's right around the corner, man. The good thing, the good thing, Galaxy have been playing a lot, a lot of games this this season, a lot of preseason games, and and, and that as rightfully so because they're, they're they've been trying to find an identity since last year, and I, and I think all, all these games is just going to add more and more. Uh, more and more uh, experience to the players and it's going to add more and more, you know, camaraderie and build that relationship and pull with one another. For sure. Yeah. Give the young kids some play time in MLS against MLS competition. Yeah. Well, Chris, man, it's been a pleasure. I know we've been on here more than an hour, man, but I, you know, it's been a pleasure having you. And we we found out Chris Maldonado, he's actually my neighbor. He lives not too far from me. We're actually posted, just down the street. Yeah. yeah he, he posted a photo of him being at uh, you know, LA Fitness. And I'm like, hey, I go to that LA Fitness. <laughs> I was like, where do you live? And then sure yeah. enough, we live like literally like less yeah. than half a block from each other. Hey, dude, we're going to have to hit up the gym one of these days and pump some iron, man. Let's do it, man. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll hit the we'll hit the weights and we'll talk some LA Galaxy, man. We, we got to hey. do it. We, we live so close. I'm always down for that. We'll get in our verbal reps. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, hey, everybody, thank you guys for tuning in on the chat. Oh, quickly, Justin says, I've seen that Rajos already in AZ. That's smart. That, make, that makes sense. Uh, if he's already there, you know, he's doing his thing because I, I don't know if he had a quarantine or whatever. So that, that probably makes sense that, you know, he, he had to do that. He goes straight to Arizona instead of coming coming to Cali. Um, you know, he, I'm assuming he's already there cause he has to, he has to quarantine. Um, I'm assuming, I don't know. Um, but yeah, but quickly before we let you go, Chris, let, let the people know where they can follow you, where they can listen to you and all that. Sure. So I'm at, that's at the galaxy guy podcast on Instagram. It's the same on YouTube. That's where my show airs, um, usually Monday mornings. And that's at the galaxy guy podcast on YouTube. I'm also on Twitter, the Galaxy Guy Pod. So you guys can find me there. And uh, Gio, I really want to say thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I could talk LA Galaxy every single day. So uh, I'll look forward to sitting down and talking with you again. I'll most likely have you come on the show and talk some Galaxy soccer then as well. Definitely, brother. Yeah, I love. I love to have you on. I um, mean, I love to have you on again. So I mean, obviously, like I guess we're neighbors now, man. So you know. <laughs> I know, I know where you live. I know where you work out. So if not, you know, I'll, fi- I'll find you there for sure. But yeah, I lo- like yeah. I said, I'd love to have you on again. And I, n- I know I will. And, I- and I'd love to be on the yeah. show as well, you know, Talking Galaxy. Um, guys, thank you guys for listening on the chat. As you guys know, Monday Monday nights are dedicated to LA Galaxy. Uh, try to live stream them at every every Monday at 7 p.m. Um, you guys can also listen to this, you know, if you're, if you're watching uh, on YouTube, you can also listen to this podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your music and also listen to uh, Apple Podcasts. If you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to give this a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. really helps us grow the channel. Uh, if you guys want to follow me, you guys can follow me at Gio Garcia LA on Twitter. And be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at LA Soccer Hub. We're posting content up there. We're posting memes that aren't tweets that people are getting confused. 
but hey, we'll take it. We're starting. We're starting drama, which we didn't think it would start drama. But man, I hope you guys enjoy all the content, you know, uh, on LA Soccer Hub because we're putting a lot, a lot of work and just trying to put out as much from as much as accurate information. No, we're trying to put out accurate information. We're trying to put out so much information because that's what we love, man. We love LA soccer. We love what's going on here in Los Angeles, and we love that the sport's really going. And you know, this is this is this is what it's all about. You know, having guests like Chris come on, talk LA Galaxy. Um, you know, obviously, you guys in the chat as well. Uh, hop on every Monday. You know, talk your smack, talk your shit, do do what you got to do, man. <laughs> but join us uh, on Monday night. Drop drop it in the chat, and we love it. So for Chris, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.